Hello and welcome to the Simply Podcast. I'm Aishwaja Bailey, Content Executive here at Simply, and today we are talking to Helen Kelly, who is the Internal Communications and Engagement Director at Inmarsat. Helen has worked for many organisations in the past, including the BBC, HMRC and International Airlines Group, specifically on projects to do with change comms. We will be catching up with her on her tips for IC professionals out there who are communicating change, some of the challenges she's seen companies face both in organisations and as a consultant and some of the interesting projects she's been part of at Inmarsat. Let's get started then. So hi Helen, welcome to the Simply Podcast. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself please? Uh, Yeah, thank you uh, very much uh, for inviting me. Yeah, my name is Helen Kelly. I'm currently uh, the Internal Comms and Engagement Director at Inmarsat, which is um, a B2B um, global mobile satellite uh, company and um, that that uh, provides connectivity uh, from space uh, for many different um, industries. But um, I suppose I've been a little bit about myself. I've been in the internal comms and engagement field for over 20 years now. Um, I started back in the day in the turn of, of around 1998, 1999 um, at the BBC, where like many at that time, I sort of fell into internal communications because it wasn't quite such a recognised profession as it is today. So, um, and I was very blessed with a a great mentor who um, helped me grow my practice um, and learn lots um, in my six years there. And since then, I suppose I've I've moved around quite a bit. I've kind of went from there to a government organisation and then um, I've had time in private sector because I wanted to grow my kind of practice across different different types of organisation. So I feel like I've been really blessed um, with quite a great range of of companies that I've worked for. And as I say, um, of late, I've been um, blessed with a really interesting job here in Marsat in sort of setting up uh, the internal comms engagement function from scratch about five years ago. So and we continue to uh, grow um, and do interesting things, um, not least uh, uh, as well as sort of navigating um, interesting global pandemics and kind of other issues. So, yeah, I've had quite a journey over the 20 odd years and been exposed to lots of different kind of um, different companies and also different contexts and different um, activities that I've looked after or been involved in. So I've had a great time. Brilliant. And um, can you tell us a little bit more about your um, your role at MRSAT? So you're the internal comms and engagement director. What does that entail? So, as I say, I joined um, the company about five years ago, um, where we were really just at the beginning of setting up a sort of central um, internal comms and engagement function. So, um, as much as obviously there was lots of communications happening before that, don't get me wrong, it wasn't like there wasn't anything happened. It just wasn't organised in the centre. Over time, the company had grown. We we're an international company. We we're in many different countries. I think 22 countries across the world. So um, we put it as part of a, the progressive people strategy, we put in place a sort of um, a strategy and a plan to to grow um, our practice here at, uh, in, term, uh, in Marsat. So what it entails is everything from setting the strategy, but given we're quite a small and, you know, we're not a big company, we're around just under 2000 people. So there's three in the team now. There was just me when I started. Um, but there's three in the team. So we have to be, as I call it, player managers. So we all kind of um, not only set the strategy, but um, we have to deliver that as well. So it's been everything from 
what I call fixing the plumbing, getting the right tools and um, the tools and platforms that we need to support that, to having the right strategies and the centrally organised approach, to supporting the business with kind of a number of obviously big issues from, I think, the year before pandemic, we were um, taken private. So it was the biggest UK take private um, that uh, the country had ever seen. And now we're sort of merging or we're hopefully merging with um, a US-based company. So we're looking at that as well. So yes, it's been, it's never quiet uh, in Mossad. And it is, as I say, we have, it. we cover the bases and uh, there's just, as I say, three of us. So we have quite a lot to do on any given day. Definitely sounds like a, a very interesting and a varied role. So, um, you, in the past, you've worked for many organisations, including BBC, uh, HMRC and International Airlines Group, specifically on projects to do with change comms. Um, what are your tips for any internal communicators out there who are looking to, uh, yeah, looking to communicate change better? Well, I think change is interesting, isn't it? I think it, it, it is part of any general role as well as any specific role. So you're right, at IAG, um, I was working uh, to set up the Global Business Service, uh, which was effectively centralising some of their core functions as, as um, they had a number of different kind of airlines. Um, but what, what would my tips be? I think it always is putting yourself in the shoes of your employees and thinking what it is like for them, because that's where it all starts. And, and the sort of humanity of your communications is really important in kind of being, as I say, rooted in 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 the shoes of your employees and just remembering what it's like for them and where they're at because often it's quite easy in change to be a bit further ahead than where you've left your employees and it's just yeah for me it's always coming back to employees and what is it what's in it for them and keeping in touch with them as well because you are that voice uh, back to the change program of of where the employees are so that kind of listening piece is always really really important so you've worked extensively in the IC field both in organisations and as a consultant, what are some of the challenges that you've seen companies face? What are the biggest, uh, I guess, challenges that you've seen over the years? I suppose each organisation faces different things. So um, sort of from an external factors, I suppose a lot of organisations, even back at the BBC, what, you know, there was the big move you know, to digitalization, as we called it, you know, from and how people consumed and pulled content from being a very traditional terrestrial broadcasting was set up to to send the content as well as, um, you know, create the content. And, you know, they were dealing with what happens, you know, with people consuming in different ways and pulling it from different, you know, file sharing, pulling it down, downloading, streaming. I mean, who watches live television anymore? You know, and that wasn't that long ago, and you just can't believe how the industry has transformed. So I think industries are always looking at, you know, the next thing, always trying to be ahead of themselves and what's happening with their consumers and their their customers, and and how technology is really changing kind of the landscape of what people can and can't do. So, you know, there's sort of quite these macro things, but then you know, inevitably in organisations, there's many of the normal things that you you know you experience, which is you know, internal changes and or, you know, helping continue to, you know, evolve and grow um, even the employee experience within the organisation. So I think it just, you know, it, it's multi-layered multi, multi -layered, um, 
So what comes from the industry, the environment, and then, of course, you know, what faced us all a couple of years ago that we could never have imagined was, you know, a global pandemic where we're all really just learning as we went, to be fair. We're all kind of, um, you know, obviously comms became incredibly important then to help people navigate the journey of what their company, you know, the context of their company and how they were going to manage through that global pandemic. So. Yeah, I, I love the job because of that, because it's sort of varied in so many different ways and there's so many different um, factors from, you know, what's going on in the in the world around you to, you know, just how we help leaders be better communicators, how we, you know, help launch a new strategy or programme to, you know, how do we get people minded that, you know, people are consuming our content differently and so, it, you know, it's, it's very, it's always multi-layered, uh, which is what I find quite fascinating about uh, working in this field. Do you reckon that people have, like, changed the way that they communicate with their teams during the pandemic and after? Yes, I think it's it's a real challenge to kind of keep it human. Uh, obviously, we used to rely, I mean, you know, we're very similar, I should think, to many organisations. We were able very quickly to move uh, to work from home, which was uh, brilliant. Obviously, we have some critical workers who have to be in, but the majority of our employees were able to, to navigate to work from home quite quickly. Um, but I think it's in the return to work that, you know, where it's really, really changed um, because we used to rely on that contact in the office, whatever office you were in, to be that sort of humanity um, uh, to to bring the humanity and I think that's been a real challenge for us um, as as we've come back to work where we're not all in the office all at the same time we're doing different days we're not you know we're working one maybe two days a week in the office you know so it's how do you keep that employee keep employees centered you know centric in your in your approach and how do you keep that employee voice and keep that humanity and that's something we've worked quite hard on. Um, and actually, in a way, it's been a bonus because we've used uh, much more user-generated video, which actually has broadened the voice um, for us, whereas we, you know, for us, so we've been able to hear from many more employees across the world. But yeah, I think hybrid working has been a real challenge um, in terms of that, just how, how you keep the connections and how you keep that social glue and fabric of your organisation, which is so important to um, sustaining, um, you know, good collaboration relationships and, you know, that strong kind of cultural uh, sense of culture in an organisation. Tell us about any um, interesting projects that you've been part of at InMarsat. Um, I suppose, uh, well, lots of things, um, you know, just from even starting with a blank sheet of paper and then, you know, building and, and building the, the sort of team that we've got today. But I suppose... You know, one of the um, early interesting projects before pandemic was um, uh, being acquired. So we were, uh, say, as I say, we were listed, we're a FTSE 250 FTSE listed company, and then we were um, taken, bought by um, a consortium of partners. And that for me was a really interesting project, which is, you know, something I hadn't done before. And we kind of thought about what could we do to take our employees with us and ensure they stayed with us on the journey, because there's, always with any um you know m a activity there's a lot of regulatory process that that can be quite long and drawn out um so you get the sort of initial well this is what's going to happen and then quite a big kind of gap between that and then um things changing so 
you know, it was it was great actually to put together a quite an innovative plan and kind of agree that with everybody that we could we could lead that into the organisation. Um, and, you know, it was a lot about introducing, humanising and, and kind of um, bringing the company to life or the, the, the partners to life for our, our people, um, but being quite deliberate about that. Um, and what we saw over time was, you know, there were no surprises and actually kind of engagement really tracked really well, kind of an up actually over that period of time. But it was, we're all a bit kind of, well, what can we do? And it seems companies don't do too much until the end, but actually we work quite hard in the gap um, to bring our employees along uh, with us so that we, we manage that smooth transition. Sounds great. And um can you tell us about any exciting upcoming projects that are in the pipeline? Um, so, well, uh, we uh, at the moment, um, there's a lot sort of going on externally. As I said, we we're as part of a transaction. So uh, we're being acquired by um, a North American company and that sort of that regulatory process is underway. So, again, we've got sort of some interesting work there, but that doesn't mean to say we're stopping. Um, what we're doing uh, at all so and actually a lot of what we're focused on at the moment is sort of some of that digital employee experience so we've literally we, we're a Microsoft 360 house five house like many others but we're looking at how we kind of um, integrate and bring that sort of digital employee experience to life better which is you know uh, is kind of a journey for us all um, and quite interesting as we kind of introduce new tools and try and cut the noise down and, and make the whole experience more seamless for employees. So, yeah, we've got we've got it on many layers. So there's the big sort of slightly wider context, but also, you know, we're continuing to improve what we do um, to make that that experience just like it is outside, you know, where you've got lots of different channels. Um, and we're, we're sort of, yeah, a little bit playing catch up, I think, but um, we're getting there and that's quite exciting. And um, do you have any advice to say any like young internal communicators are just joining the field? Uh, is there anything that you wish that you knew when you started a career in uh, internal comms? The great mentor, as I said, right at the very beginning, he was quite thoughtful. He was very strategic. He was very visionary, I would say. Um, and he gave me kind of a lot of time and, um, you know, he, he helped grow, helped me grow by doing different projects. So I think, you know, getting a mentor, particularly now um, where there's so many more, you know, the practice has grown so much, hasn't it? Internal comms is a recognised discipline. You know, there's so many more people. So that might be inside or outside your organisation. But it's always really helpful, I think, to have kind of, you know, a mentor to help you know for you to help guide you a bit or to be your kind of someone you can be can be a sounding board for you and I think don't be afraid to ask questions I mean it's you know it's and and ask for more challenging projects or to get involved with things I think it's always about being open and learning on the job there's so much that is about learning on the job um, so there are qualifications obviously but you know, it is a lot about experience and and the things you get involved in. So I would never be afraid to ask um, for, you know, and if you spot something you want to work on, go for it, because that's how, you know, that's how you grow and learn. Great. Thank you so much for joining me on the Simply Podcast, Helen. No, thank you. It's been great. <laughs>